0: Welcome to the Pinning Combination Podcast. I'm K.J. Pilcher alongside Dick Briggs. Ready to discuss wrestling uh, at the college and high school level as things approach the postseason for uh, college programs and prep. Uh, the prep season is now uh, officially in the books. Finished up the uh, Iowa High School Athletic Association state championships in Des, Mo- in Des Moines. Uh The four-day event, you know, was uh, pretty exciting. Uh, You know, it's it goes without saying; Uh, its unpredictable nature was certainly um, on display again. Some upsets, uh, um, you know, some some high-level performances. Uh, Just a real fun. Week, uh, congratulations to uh, team champions, uh, Southeast Polk in 3A, Osage in 2A, and Don in 1A. Um, dominant performance there for, for Southeast Polk. Um, I'm looking here to see if uh, I think they might have set the uh, team scoring record um, in 3A. Uh, they were just absolutely uh, dominant, which uh, comes with no surprise, right?
1: Right. They had five finalists, three champs, of course, two runner-ups, a, a third, a fourth, two fifths, and a sixth. Two hundred twenty-one and a half points to Bentendorf's second place. Bentendorf's one hundred and sixty points. That's why I I thought they they were probably they might have broken the record. I would be surprised if it wasn't. Third place. Uh, yeah, by three. the way, Metendorf had one first, two seconds, and three thirds. Fort Dodge was third. They had three champs and a third. Uh, and then Ankeny, Centennial, do they still, do They give, I don't even remember, do they give three or four trophies? Uh, three. Three, okay. So those are the three trophy winners in 3
0: i I'm just trying to find here, uh, see where the uh... The scoring totals are here in the uh, uh, actually, uh, I think they just came up just short. Waverly Shell Rocky had 225 points, oh, uh, in 2008. Um, so and three, it was uh, what, 220,
1: 221 for two so three and a half points
0: short, so just short, yeah, but a heck of a uh, would have been uh, probably second all time. Uh, Ballard has the two A record with 220, and then Don Bosco uh, at 194 was the previous record uh, there for for one A. They set that in 2009. So uh, just missed out on the three A record, and and certainly would be a record in then the other class uh, for Southeast Polk. But boy, they were they were dominant um, this weekend. Uh Don Bosco. Um you know, Albert Nett gave them a run for their money. I mean, that'd be a 152, uh, that'd be a winning total, uh uh a few times over. But Don Bosco, even Clayton Rush said they just have so many, so many guns, so many weapons. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to to keep up with. And I think that kind of showed um, there them winning by thirty one points despite an exceptional tournament from outer net, you right. know, and then Wilton uh, scores one hundred and forty some, and they're uh, and they're in third. Right, one
1: hundred forty four. So, so Don Bosco had seven in the top four. They had three champs, and uh, they had uh, their seniors. They had three seniors, a third, a fourth, and a first, a champ. And then they have four freshmen, a, a champ, second, third, and eighth. So Coach Ortoner Coach is going to be very strong for a while out there. As yeah, do, The
0: Don Bosco program is always strong. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and let's see. That is their, I believe, their sixth. Uh, I believe their sixth straight uh state title that's um nineteen twenty from nineteen to twenty five so the last uh one a champ that wasn't from Gilbertville uh was Lisbon in twenty eighteen. So it, and just to kind of put this in perspective uh Albernette had hundred and fifty two points So, kind of going back here, uh, that would have been enough. Uh, It it actually blew out their winning total. When they won uh, team titles in uh, 2013, they scored 138. Uh, When they won in 2015, they scored 130. Uh, When they won in 2016, they scored 119.5. So... Uh, they blew that total out of the water, um, and it was only good for uh, a runner-up finish. So there, uh, nothing, uh, nothing for Albert Nett to hang their heads about. Even though, you know, you could tell they weren't really interested in moral victories. There, um, they still talked about how they wanted to win it. Um but tremendous showing. We got a state title out of Rowdy Neighbor uh at one twenty. He was impressive all tournament long. Uh, interestingly, you know, he beats uh Akron Westfield's uh Kale Morrow uh in the finals and Morrow beat him by major decision in the championship the one thirteen championship match last year. So what a way to turn that around for Rowdy neighbor.
1: Yeah, for sure. And Rowdy had such a great season. Uh, you know, good family, good kid and, uh, uh other, other place winners for Albert. Nett, they had eight of them. So, uh,
0: uh-huh. uh, yeah, quite a, quite a few for the pirates. Um, I think, uh, eight, uh, total, um, made the podium for them. You know, they qualified 11. Uh, Allie DeWitt was fourth at 106. Um, Tayton Kufal was sixth at 126. He had Cooper Franklin, that was seventh at 132. Preston Klosterman was fourth at 138. Uh, and then you had Reese Klosterman, who was third at 150, came in as the number 12 seed for the Pirates. Uh, Shaden Washburn was also third at 157. And then you had Emmett Fleshman, uh, getting fifth at 215 for Alburnett. Uh, one of the, uh, and we'll just stick with 1A here. Uh, really impressed with, uh, Jessup. Um, you know, that was a team that's kind of, you know, in, in Uncharted territory as a program. It's a it's one that we haven't really seen um up close uh you know in that top five, top ten for a long time. Uh they made their state dual debut and got fifth. I think that was pretty good. And they turned around and followed up uh with a fourth place finish um in class one a 89 points uh and fourth behind, uh, Wilton, uh, Aiden Bergman, uh, Cooper Hints. They finished third and fifth respectively at 106 and 113. Interestingly, uh, they they switched weights from a year ago, and both uh, uh won their second straight medal. For Jessup, uh, they both come back, so they're part of that group, um, that Jessup's building on. Dawson Bell was sixth at 138. Then you had Wyatt Vanderwerf, 7th uh, at 157, and Kyle Bucknell, 3rd at 175. So uh, Jessup uh, returns quite a bit from, from really a, a banner season for their program. And uh, talking to Matt Gross uh, a little bit, this is something that they want to make the expectation instead of the aspiration year in and year out. And uh, I think they've got a good group uh, that they're building on there for Jessup as well. Yeah, it's kind of
1: neat to see those programs uh, build, uh, like Jessup and Anamosa really kind of come to mind, you know, that are ascending. Obviously, Mount Vernon's been pretty good for a few years, but they had a stellar year as well this year. So that's really cool.
0: Uh, Just a couple other uh, Class 1A uh, things to mention, um, you know, at, uh, at 106, Liam Edelfinger, uh, came in as the number 10 seed, uh, ended up uh coming from behind and winning in the finals against Hayden Schwab, nine to eight, um, big win there. And he just, uh, you know, kept knocking off higher seeds all the way through the tournament and then came through, um, Big time in the third period in the 106 final to give Wilton the champ. Uh, Gavin Landers, an 11 seed. Uh, We talked about that last week about how that was really uh, not indicative of where he was at. And he proved it Uh, just an outstanding uh, performance all week. Dominant uh, beat Mason Shirk, top ranked or top seeded from Wilton 12 0 in the finals. Uh, but we kind of knew that was uh, something that could be in the cards there for Landers. Right. Uh, go ahead.
1: Uh, three of the first four weights, you've you mentioned uh, six and 13, and then at 126, you had the number four seed, Russell against, I don't even know what seed, uh, in Morris from Cascade. Uh, so... And number those, 10. Number 10? Yep. And so then those, those four first... Four weights, three of those first four weights you've got some really low seeds that came through and and shined is that's kind of neat then, then it was pretty pretty much to seed uh for most of the most of the rest of the weights until heavyweight then a six seed slipped in but but uh yeah but those first you know six 13 and 26 wow yeah Um uh, hmm. one
0: uh one more champ of Note, uh, Keaton Muller of uh, Starmont uh, won the 150-pound title. Uh, He went uh, 46 and won this season, became Starmont's first champ. Uh, Actually was their first finalist since 2003 when Johnny Waltz uh, uh, made the finals and then became the first Starmont champion since 1989 um, when Kent Stryker won the final of uh three championships for for starmont so uh thirty-five years there uh, um a thirty five year drought ended by Keaton Muller um at uh, uh at 150 for for Starmont and then another uh even though he wasn't able to come out on top uh made it to the finals lost to Mason Knip uh I believe a two time champ for Columbus uh, who ended up his senior year 38-0, uh, uh, but Logan Wright, a heck of a tournament for uh, West Branch is Logan Wright, a uh, runner-up finish at heavyweight, had a big win over Cody Fox in uh, overtime in the semifinals. Um, he was another one that I think he was received uh, sixth and then beat the number three, number two uh, seeds to get finals. Um, where uh, Knip won five to two, but still a nice showing for uh, Logan Wright and Cody Fox uh, of East uh finished fourth, and in doing so, he became East Buchanan's first four-time state medalist, um, and that's saying a lot because he did it all at heavyweight. That's something that's not easy for freshmen to come in against more mature and, and uh, physically stronger uh, heavyweights normally. Um, So a heck of an accomplishment there for Cody Fox, uh, who will uh, now transition to football and uh, get ready to join the University of Iowa uh, here in the next year.
1: Right, I got a chance to ref Moeller at the Christensen uh, Invitational in Anamosa and then uh, write a, a double duel down at West Branch and. And, uh, boy, they did really impressive wrestlers there. And Muller really caught my eye. I was not surprised. He's just a sophomore. But that kid's a solid yes. put-together kid. So,
0: And he was third last year. So, right. I mean, this is not uh, out of the blue either, yeah. Um, So, a lot to still build on there with him. So, here's how the seeds broke down in 1A. Uh, out of the champions, eight were number one seeds. So, eight out of 14 number one seeds won it. Uh, three were number no, number two seeds, so eleven out of the fourteen champs were either seeded first or second. Then you had uh, a four seed, which was West at uh um at one twenty six, and and again that one was I don't think the seed was indicative because I had him predicted to win it, um you know, and then Ed- Edelfinger was the big one. Uh, the number 10 seed that won it. Um, and again, Landers being the 11 seed, that I think that's an anomaly. Um, shouldn't have been seeded that low, but you know, what are you gonna do? Formulas, right? But that's how the the seeds kind of broke down. And out of those, out of those uh, non number one seeds that won it, one, two, three, four, five, uh. Other number one seeds made the final. So you're looking at 13 out of uh 14 number one seeds. The only one was at 126 with Kufal from Albernet. So uh and of course West they faced off in the semifinals against each other um because of the seeding. So um take that for, for what it's worth. Um, you know, two A, you mentioned. Uh Mount Vernon. Um, you know, they uh they earned their second team trophy in in two years. Uh the first time they've gone back to back with team trophies uh in the program. So um uh, uh kind of very good accomplishment there for the Mustangs. They had two finalists, uh Clayton Perot at uh 106 and then uh Jace Jaspers uh makes his second appearance in the finals. Uh he was a runner up at 138, but uh Clayton Perot um finished off a heck of a season, uh 46 0 and uh beat uh, Fairfield's Cale McCabe seven one uh in the finals uh to give Mont Vernon a state a state championship. Individual right. state championship
1: outstanding job and those kids and and coaching staff at Mount Vernon have worked very hard so very deserving there um I I guess let's mention this uh four timers uh in 2a four timer uh potential timer I should say uh right um it it was at uh, 126 am I right there yep Jace
0: Hegeman from from Union
1: In, in that scramble if I'm Re- remembering what a scramble and sudden victory mm-hmm. uh, that I mean that was going one way, going the other way, going the, and and uh, ended up not not going his way. So, okay. If I'm remembering that right,
0: yep. And Carson Doolittle uh, uh, from Webster City, forty three and zero. Of course, a lot of people, you know, at least wrestling fans should recognize the Doolittle name. Uh, very accomplished family uh at Webster City. Um, I was talking to somebody last night about uh, the finals match, and uh, they have Webster City ties. And I'm like, you know, it's a surprise, and it's not a surprise. Um, It's a surprise that, you know, I think everybody expected Hedeman to win, but it's not a surprise knowing that if there is somebody that had an opportunity to come out on top other than Hedeman, it was Doolittle. Right. does that make sense yeah so yeah you know it, it, quality wrestler is somebody that you know what if there's somebody that you're gonna put your money on to to come out on top that wasn't Hedeman, it would have been him Yeah. yeah you know? but yeah it and it was kind of a theme right uh oh, boy. <clears throat> we saw that uh, a couple people in actually a trio of people in 3A that still were on, on track to, to possibly be four-timers get knocked off. And Hedeman was another one that uh, uh, Doolittle kind of spoiled that, that run.
1: Right. I mean, it, uh, and then, you know, just to finish up in 2A, um, I, 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 to what you were mentioning in 1A, I think uh, 10 number one – or no, 12 number ones uh, made the finals and uh the exception would be uh gassed at one sixty five from Osage who I had an injury he was battling injury all year and yes uh, yep. and Weber uh at one twenty that did not make
0: it as well so uh, well, number ones fared pretty well yeah one one twenty and two a was that big bracket buster right yeah um that was the one where uh none of the top uh uh seeds um made it. Uh your final matchup was a number eight versus a number seven with uh Gage Spurgeon of Eddyville Blakesburg Fremont uh beating Ryan Bonson from uh West Lions 6 0 in the finals. Um and uh here here's one thing just I'm not even sure why I'm kind of bringing it up. Um but there there's a wrestler for Ediville, Blakesburg, and Cole that I used to love watching compete. Uh, and it's uh uh Dmitry Boyer. Oh yeah. And Dimitri Boyer is on the coaching staff at Eddieville Blakesburg Fremont. And boy, I tell you what, if there's if there's somebody that uh could have a huge influence on wrestlers coming through there, I think it's him. And uh, I think Gage Spurgeon uh, is somebody that uh, I I just have a feeling probably is thriving with uh, maybe learning from Dimitri Boyer. Uh, He's a freshman, uh, won the state title at 120. Um, You know, I really think uh, that's somebody that could have a huge impact on on kids coming through that program there. And, I was kind of glad to see uh, one of their guys coming through with a big title and kind of did it in that bracket buster. As we mentioned, you had the number eight and number seven uh, facing off against each other uh, in the finals. So. And then at, at
1: 165, you had the number five, uh, Hendricks from, from uh, Humboldt, and then uh, against Young. From Duke Waller, who is you know we talked about that last week, is a way low seventh seed? He ends up winning it and is the, is the champ, you know, and uh, undefeated champ. And so again, that's one of those head scratchers on the on the seating. But uh, he proved
0: that he he is a you know undefeated champ. So. Yep. No, nope, for sure. Um, and then uh, kind of interesting too at one fifty. Uh, we mentioned uh, Hedeman from from Union. Union did have two champs. Uh, they ended up getting third, and they had, uh, I, I believe, uh, four, if not all five of their uh, qualifiers placed. Uh, but Caleb Olsen, the uh, re- reason why I mentioned that, um, Caleb Olson, the number three seed, wins at 150. Last year, Union sent three guys down, right? Hedeman. Brayton Bonesack and uh, Olson, and last year uh, Hedeman and Bonesack both won titles. Bonesack repeated at one thirteen uh, this year as well. Uh, Olson was the only one that didn't make the finals last year out of their team. He finished seventh, but I just uh, it was kind of interesting to hear him talk about how you know he was the only one watching what on Saturday night, and he had his goal. You know to be alongside them in, in wrestling, and here uh, he teams with bonsack to bring back uh, uh, individual titles for uh, Union after being kind of the odd man out last year for for the night. So uh, good performance from from him, and, and glad he got that uh, title. Uh, you mentioned Animosa earlier. Um, you know they they. Forged their way into the top 10. Austin Scranton uh, completes a perfect season, 49-0 for the Blue Raiders. He beat Heston Johnson 6-4 in the finals uh, following a a really exciting 8-6 win over Brent Yankovic of West Delaware in the semis. Uh, Scranton has handed Yankovic his only three losses of the season, Jankovic comes back and gets third. Um, Scranton also sets a school record for uh, wins in a season with 49, beating his record of last year at 48. So uh, good for him. And he becomes the first uh, Anamosa State champ since Mozafei in 2004. Right. And
1: according to Brett Jones, the athletic director at Anamosa, that's Anamosa's top finish ever. Is it real? So yeah, so real nice, and obviously he had the actually the Scranton family. I think his brother was third, wasn't it?
0: What yes, Hudson. Hudson was third. I think they um, went eight and one on the weekend. One fifty.
1: Yeah, yeah, they went eight and one on
0: the weekend. That's pretty darn good. <laughs> it had, uh, uh I tell you what, Hudson Scranton had, and Mikey Ryan, they had two. They faced each other twice. Uh, Scranton ended up winning both of them, but. Hudson Scranton and Mikey Ryan from Mount Vernon had two of the most entertaining matches of the entire tournament. Uh, One was in the finished overtime. One went down six, five in the third place match that went down to the, the final seconds before, um, you know, it was settled. And and I tell you what, uh, those those were some fun matches to to watch and uh, both, uh, both Scrantons, uh, Aiden Antonelli um, as well. I, I believe Anamosa brings back four or five of its qualifiers. They all but two uh, come back. I think one of the wheelers come back, uh, Antonelli, both both uh, Scrantons. So that's going to be a team uh, for people to, to keep an eye on in Class 2A next season as well.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's neat to see that program just climb higher
0: and higher. Yep. Them. And Scranton has a chance to match uh Moza Fay uh with a second title. Moza uh a two time champ uh for the Blue Raiders. Um Scranton got his first one and now has a chance to uh to match that and the only two uh state champs uh in program history. So Pretty cool for, for that one. We mentioned uh, some of the upsets in in Class 3A, and actually there are at least three wrestlers that were still on track for uh, um to be four-timers, uh, one of them, Max Magena of uh, Waterloo East. Uh, he won three titles for Waterloo Columbus, transferred to East, and... Um, And, uh, he got upset in the semifinals, um, to, uh, kid from Carlisle, um, Hempstead uh, of Carlisle. Um, then you had, uh, was it, uh, Carter Freeman, um, losing to, uh, Coy Davidson at 138, um, which uh prevented him from winning a fourth. Uh and then at one thirteen, this is still like in the infancy of going for four, but Alexander Pierce, a freshman last year that won it at one oh six. Um this year makes it to the finals and gets upset by Norwalk's uh Tyler Harper um in the finals. So uh Davidson had beaten Freeman earlier in the year, so that, that's not a huge surprise there. Uh Pierce, uh Harper finishes uh season unbeaten. Maybe that's not uh, a surprise, but um Magena falling in the semis and um, at one seventy-five, that I think that one uh was the, the big shock.
1: Yeah, I didn't see that one coming, and and uh, uh, I saw the the end of the match, and and uh, the Carlisle I I couldn't help but, You know, I, I'm sitting there, kind of watching the the crowd in the background and the coaches in the background, and, and uh, jumping up and down and clapping. And I'm going, you know, if I'm in the arena, my my feelings. Where am I at on that? Am I excited for the 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 Carlisle wrestler that's winning it, or am I saddened for the for the uh, Luis wrestler that's, that's you know, losing his opportunity to be a four-timer now. And, uh, you know, so I, I'm like, what would I be doing if I was sitting in that arena? Would I be applauding or would I just be sitting, you know, kind of doing nothing? Or, you know, so it's, it's kind of crazy. People sometimes cheer for that, you know, just to see the 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 record, the string broken. Others are saddened, I think. So that, that's that's where I was. I
0: a lot of people like an underdog, right? I mean, nothing—probably uh, nothing, nothing personal—but you just uh, like seeing an underdog, uh, you know, perform or achieve something maybe they weren't expected to do. Um, at least I would hope it'd be that way instead of being glad someone failed. You know what I mean? And maybe I'm just being too soft on on stuff like that, but uh, you would hope it'd be more of kind of. Oh, wow, he did it instead of, ah, ha, 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 you didn't do it, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I
1: think you're right. And I hope you are. And uh, it didn't look like the people in the crowd were, were you know, going righteously or whatever. That, you know, right. coaches, of course, were jumping up and down excited. And why not?
0: You know? <laughs> you oh, them. yeah. Oh, they should. they should. God, I'd be a little concerned if they didn't yeah. uh, when you got something like that. Just like uh, when Aiden Newton won in the finals, you know, that was uh to stop allard from winning four. It was one of those things where you know, oh man, you you uh you feel for the kid that got beat, but wow, you know, Aiden Newton just uh carved his name in into Iowa high school wrestling finals lore, right? So wow uh, I guess
1: I guess the lesson sick. is the lesson is <laughs> don't don't ever you know, there's never a lock. Right. There's never, right. no one's ever, you know, even though there's a pretty solid looking 215 pounder that's what mm-hmm. a second this year in 3A that almost looks like a lock, but, but yeah. uh, you just never know. I mean, you know. Uh,
0: well, I even look at Ben Keeter last year, right? Uh, I don't think there's anybody in the world that thought he would get beat. But even as a competitor, you saw after he he won in the finals against uh Jojo Lewis from Hempstead, there when he was on his knees and there's a sense of relief, right? Where the competitors know it's not not a thing until it's complete, right? Right. You know, so uh especially at state state wrestling, gosh, how many times have we seen what's supposed to happen doesn't happen. And we saw it multiple times uh, this tournament. And I think the phrase I was using was the only, the only predictable thing about the state wrestling tournament is its unpredictability.
1: Well, I would say this as, as much as that's unpredictable, your picks were spot on and you did such a good job. So really, I mean, that just shows, you know, that, the knowledge and expertise you have and even with this the upsets that, that were going on. So <laughs> you did well. Nice job. Yeah, thanks.
0: There, there's something to be said for luck, uh I, I suppose there. But um just a few uh local champs here in class three a uh kill seaton wins his second state title for Iowa City High. Uh he beats Jace Luna three two in the finals at 132 avenging his only loss of the season that happened in the district final um, the week before. Uh, so Cale Seton becomes a two-time champ, uh, finishes 34-1, one, um, first city high. He'll be heading to South Dakota State um, to uh, continue his career for Coach Damien Hahn, assistant coach uh, Cody Caldwell uh, as well up there. Uh, he was one of uh, two city high champs. Kilvoinovich, the number five seed uh at 157. he uh, he comes through and wins the title he beat Carlisle's Jackson Miller uh 12 to three in the finals. he finishes 41 and one of course of course Voynovich, uh the brother of uh, uh Victor Voinovich the third the University of Iowa um, Voinovich moved to Iowa City. Um, Victor Voinovich transferred from Oklahoma state to the university of Iowa. Uh, Cale wrestled in Oklahoma last year. I believe he was a state finalist at Oklahoma last year, runner up now state champion. I believe he even started his high school career. He said in Ohio before going to Oklahoma. So, uh, found a home at city high and, uh, won pretty handily. Um, was pretty dominant throughout the the tournament there. Um and then at 144 Lynn Marsh King Not-Gaborn, uh he completes a perfect season going 37 and 0, beats uh Jakari Clark of Western Wayne Valley 9 to 2. Uh Not-Gaborn, uh had two pins a major decision and then a point away from uh a major his only uh decision against uh, an Iowa opponent
1: this season. Yeah, I uh, I mean, impressive. Noctivore just all season with all the pins and really early first period, lots of first period pins throughout the season. Uh, I, I did want to back up to City High and just mention, you know, there's times when you're a coach in, a, in, a, in a, any medal, but, it's, you know, like an eighth place medal can mean just as much sometimes as a championship medal to me because I know mm-hmm. what it took for that athlete to to do that. And I wanted to mention Jake Mitchell, because I think he's been undersized all season. You know, he's he's I'm helping the team. You know, uh, Seton's at 32, and uh, Kurtz is at 38. Kale Kurtz is at sure. 38. And so, you know, I think it looks to me like Jake has bumped up one or two weights to yeah. help He still takes a home and eighth place medal. So I wanted to mention that. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, And
0: I want to mention this about Jake Mitchell too, that maybe a lot of people don't really understand um, about him as an overall athlete. You know, he he was somebody that in the fall was a member of the state qualifying golf team and was a starter and a key uh, contributor on defense for the city high football team. Um, And of course he was part of the, City High football team that I believe made the semifinals uh a season or two ago. Um he's also been a part of a state uh uh qualifying baseball team. Of course his dad uh uh Brian uh baseball coach at City High and was an outstanding uh athlete baseball player at City High and the University of Iowa. Uh you know of course everybody knows his maternal side, uh, being Dave Gable's grandson and stuff as well. But Jake Mitchell has been an all-around athlete. So this eighth-place medal is just another little notch on an outstanding uh, athletic career as a prep athlete where he's done it in four or five sports. And it's pretty impressive.
1: Right. I I mean, and that's that you know, for him, what, what, what it, the mountain it took for him to climb to get that eighth place medal is, I mean, it's, it's equally as impressive as, as any other medal. Now, uh, on the, on the other side, uh, on the Linmar side, I, I felt bad for, for Grant Cress, and I was really looking forward to that match that never really happened or right. only the first minute or so of it happened with, uh, Voynovich and, and Kress, uh, Number, Crest was number one seed, Voinovich, the number five seed. First of all, Voinovich should have been on the other side, a a two or three seed for sure, but that's what it was. And then, uh, uh, and then, uh, uh, Crest gets, gets, uh, dinged up and, and obviously concussion, went into concussion protocol. And, and, uh, they ended up, as I recall, as I, I wasn't there to watch, but saw that he, uh, or heard that he, uh, went out in a neck brace and, And on a stretcher, is that right? I,
0: I don't.
1: But I, I did. I don't. I don't recall. I did see him sit up though, and then uh, you know, so he was, he's all right in that respect, from what I saw. So, um, anyway, that one, I was felt bad for Grant. He's such a good kid too. So I would have liked to have seen that match in its entirety. So, uh, So. then, uh, I guess, Lindmar. I don't know if you mentioned, Griffin Schultz was fourth at 215, Malik Debo fifth at 120, and then Nate Fish eighth at 126, and I better not forget, Kendall Kurtz from City High was eighth at 113, the Kurtz brothers brought home medals.
0: Right. Um, just kind of going over some of the other, uh, uh, some of the other uh, medalists from uh, our, our Metro and, and Iowa City area um teams. Uh Colin Falk uh from Cedar Rapids Kennedy made the uh made the award stand uh as well at 165. Uh, I believe he finished eighth um as well. Uh Ronan Thomas and uh John Nagoma um of Cedar Rapids Xavier uh they both finished uh, seventh. Kind of interesting. Uh I believe Nagoma wrestled behind Thomas last year at 170 pounds. Uh now at 215. Um so both of them uh come away with medals as well. Um Cedar Rapids Prairie, uh they had a few uh medalists. Dylan Munson was sixth at 106. Uh Tyler Tyler Lee was 7th uh at 132 uh Alex Bumba 5th at 144 uh and then Wyatt Vlasic 7th uh 157. I also believe uh Vlasic was honored um uh as a student athlete um during the tournament as well. So uh congratulations to him for that uh you know always, always love seeing uh athletes perform well on the mat in the classroom uh clear creek Amana, you know they've had uh such a such a boost here lately uh one of their best seasons uh they had a couple medalists uh, Kale nash was seventh at 120 no how uh seventh at <clears throat> 138 as well for uh for the clippers uh their team that uh certainly have some guys to build around. Right. Uh then
1: uh <laughs> Liberty, I think Liberty had one uh fifth place medal in uh Vinnie uh, Lima,
0: at 215. Correct. And did you see um uh, Rob Gray's story on Vinnie Lima? Um I think it was maybe from the quarterfinals. Um his uh his youth coach was Alan Freed, and Alan Freed made an appearance um, in Des Moines, driving all the way to uh, Des Moines from uh, Montana or somewhere in the Northwest to come and and watch him compete in his final state tournament. And uh, he made the semifinals, lost to Deshaun Ross, who, you know, let's face it, a lot of people do. Cool. Um, lost the semi, but battled back, uh, and beat uh, Andrew Price of West Des Moines Valley, uh, six three for fifth. So, uh, nice way for him to to finish, and kind of neat that uh, you know, a lot of people will recognize the name Alan Freed, um, a former Oklahoma State wrestler, um, who came to Des Moines to watch uh, Lima wrestle. That's cool. Freed was a beast, man. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, he
1: really was. Okay, um, I, I have a, I have a qu- uh, Just a so, quick little stats here. From, so, sure. of the forty-two matches, finals matches, is am I doing that right? Fourteen in each of the three weight classes. Yep, forty-two. Uh, so, how many pins did we have in the finals? Off the top of your head? Don't look.
0: Off uh, the top of my head, see, Ross had a pin. Forty-two. Is, yeah. Mm-hmm
1: uh four stop at Ross one Bro, like that was the only one that was the only one okay only one. you're right though and then uh how many technical balls zero which you know that, not not many of those happened only six majors so you had really? only only five bo- bonus points in all of those 42 matches wow. so then you had four matches that went into sudden victory. And then nine matches were one point decisions, not counting those four sudden victory ones. And then ten matches were two-point decisions. So we had some very close and exciting uh finals. I thought that was interesting.
0: Very, very much so. Uh what's that tell you? Well, is it is there is there something to be deciphered from that as far as the competition or or the the parity? Uh especially when we see a handful of guys that uh, were still on track to to win four titles uh, and, and get beat. Does that say something about the competition level? Uh, you know, right. Uh, to get along with those close finals,
1: right. And I think we. I think I asked you, and you said there are five that were on track for four time timers that that got beat at one point or another. Uh, and so and to go along with the stats that I just read, I think there, I don't know that I would call it parity. Uh, what's the definition of parity? I, I think it's just the high quality is, is, is not here anymore. This small group, it's a larger group. I guess that makes parity, right? But, but it, it doesn't mean the quality is down. I think the quality mm-hmm. is as high as it's ever been, or certainly is, you know, I don't know what years when you've had this, this sort of thing happen uh it's right. just it's the quality of wrestling in the state right now is is high very very high.
0: I, think, I I would agree with that I and would I, agree with
1: that I think you know I hate to say this but but uh cuz there's uh, there's some things about clubs that I don't always think are the best for wrestling uh necessarily mm-hmm. but I think that all the clubs that are around have have helped develop that they just you know there's so many people in, you know uh and these kids probably haven't wrestled. You know, it's not the first time they've ever wrestled coming up through the, their youth and such. Right.
0: Right. Uh, any other, uh, any other parting thoughts or. No. Or anything like that. Uh, just kind of looking at, uh, we kind of mentioned. Uh, yeah. The. uh You know the programs we kind of mentioned uh, Jessup and Animos improving. You know predictions, uh, not a big, uh, not a big predictions fan, just because you never know what's going to happen, right? I mean, especially when you're dealing with high school kids and and stuff, it's almost, uh, almost impossible to pinpoint what's going to happen. But did did get all three, uh, the top three teams in order in all three classes. So went nine for nine there. Um, and then 27 out of 42 champs. I think that's like a 64%. Um, you know, that's a solid C maybe a little bit better, but, uh, the thing that was, I thought was a little, uh, impressive. Uh, 36 out of the, um, 42 predicted champions were in the finals. So, uh, Nine nine wrestlers were one away from from winning titles that we had uh, predicted. So uh, right there for for a handful of others, but uh, not bad, not bad. I'll take I'll take it.
1: That's why you're the
0: best. Uh, one thing I do want to mention uh, quickly: uh, for the first time, uh, the Gazette is coming up with an all uh, area team for boys and girls. Uh Riley uh Riley Cole, who spearheaded our uh our girls coverage this year. She's gonna have uh um the all area girls team for wrestling. We've done that for football, and we've done it for uh basketball for a couple of years. Now we're gonna do it for and uh, we've done it for volleyball as well. Uh we're gonna do that for for wrestling this year. Uh in I have the boys. I'm just going to throw this out there because I'm having a very, very tough time deciphering some things. Uh, we'll do a wrestler of the year, and I have it whittled down to five candidates or five finalists, I guess you could say. Um, we do five finalists for our uh, athlete of the year at the end of the year, so I figured uh, we'll mention five finalists. Um Those, uh, just uh, according to weight class, uh, I'll just list them according to weight class. This is no ranking uh, whatsoever. But uh, Clayton Perot, who won at uh, 106 pounds in Class 2A for Mount Vernon, he's a finalist. Uh, Rowdy Neighbor, a junior from Auburnette, who won the 120-pound title in Class 1A. Um, Then you've got Kale Seaton at 132 uh, for City High, who won his second title. Um, in Class 3A. Then you've got Kane Nachaborn, who we mentioned finished uh, his perfect season 37-0, and won the 144-pound title in Class 3A for Linmar. And then Austin Scranton, uh, who went 49-0 and for Anamosa, uh, won the 175-pound Class 2A title. We'll also have a coach of the year, then one representative from each weight class, and obviously as finalists, those five will be on that list uh as well so uh just getting it out there you guys can see that that'll be posted uh online this weekend and it'll run in Sunday's paper uh sunday's edition of the Gazette so keep an eye out for that and I also like to direct a lot of eyes towards our state wrestling coverage you know we uh kind of going through not including all the preview stuff uh we had three stories and a, uh, three stars of the day, um, that we compiled each day. So we had like 16 stories throughout the four day event. Uh, that doesn't include the follows like uh, the feature on King Nackleborn and Monday's paper. So 17 to 18, uh, Stories, articles of content from the state wrestling tournament over a four or five day stretch. I just, you know, uh, I'm just very proud of the way the Gazette has always covered prep sports and including prep wrestling. So I hope you all take a chance. If you haven't seen it yet, go to thegazette.com and still look that up uh, and give those stories a read because it's uh, uh, a lot of great content on on some athletes. Uh, from all over Eastern Iowa, that uh, uh, it was our privilege to to cover and shine a light on this last weekend.
1: The and I was going to say before you even brought that up, the the, the amount of coverage and line space—I don't know what you call it—in in the in the print is just has been incredible this year. It's really unprecedented. I'm sorry, it's uh it's I mean it's so good and and man, you know if if it was me, you know. I encourage you to to subscribe to the Gazette because the, the these these writers you writers just work so hard and it's it's really incredible. Nice job.
0: It's it's fun and you contributed you contributed to that too with with our podcasting too. So you're part of that uh, you're part of that machine that uh, that we try to do our best for uh, for the athletes that are out there. That's you know that's what it's for. So. Uh, Really appreciate uh, all you do and your uh, contributions and, and your insight, uh, you know, as a wrestler, as a coach, uh, as a parent, even, and a referee. Jeez, you are like yeah, a lot of hats, right? Yeah. <laughs> so really appreciate that, uh, Coach Briggs, as well, and all that you do for the sport in a lot of various uh, uh, roles.
1: And I'll even throw in a fan. I just I mean, yep. I just love watching these kids and and uh, excel and enjoy the sport and it, it's it's a blast. So thank you for including me.
0: So <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, our last prep uh, uh, our last prep uh, episode of the the season. We still have a lot of college left to, to do the postseason uh, coming up here uh, in the next uh, three or four weeks. To, to go over, still a strong month of uh, college wrestling to cover. And with that being said, Coach Briggs, why don't you take us out on our friends' uh, tagline? Let's
1: keep wrestling on the move.
0: Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com/slash. Podcasts.